welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episode 28 of season 4 and episode 63 of Slam Dunk. just finished season two of star trek deep space nine uh i was gonna ask if it was the original one and then you said deep space nine no why would i watch the original one the original one sucks it's got tribbles yeah you know what else has tribbles deep space nine does deep space nine got the lizard man the lizard man the lizard man on the one everyone loves yeah uh, probably. It has, in fact, it has a whole race of like lizard men. They're the main bad guys, the Jim Hadar. Well, shit. That was like the two things that I. D- Does anyone play Sherlock Holmes? Uh, not yet, but probably because Quark has like hollow sweets, and they use that to do a lot of weird stuff. Hmm. Found a video recently that was just like two minutes of Jonathan Frakes telling you you're wrong. And oh I yeah, guess it's yeah. like clips from yeah, Factor from... Fiction. Yes, yeah, and it's just a compilation of all the times of him going like, "That was fiction." That you made was that a one lie. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a weird show. Did you ever watch it when it was on? No, because uh, I was struggling to actually remember the name of the show. I've actually never heard of it until I saw that like compilation. Yeah, it, it was just like, we're going to show you three stories. And it was like, you have to guess if they were real or if they were fiction. And then, yeah, at the end, Jonathan Frakes just, they're like, nah, this one was bullshit. <laughs> Fucking idiot. You thought that was real? You thought we real like a gorilla kidnapped a guy? <laughs> or like whatever the story was that week. Jonathan Frakes is bullshit. Yeah, basically. He beat Pen- uh, <laughs> he beat uh, Penn and Teller to the punch. Man, I wish Jonathan Frakes were doing more things. Jonathan Frakes directed many episodes of Star Trek, because I saw one he directed yeah. just recently. I don't remember him. what one it was. I don't even I mean, remember if it was a good one or not. Uh, there were no, there was nothing in there that I thought, ah, the Frakes technique. Ah. You can tell Frakes touched this one. He put his hands right on the camera. This got Frakes' fingerprints all over it. That's right. He kept touching the lens. Everyone told him to stop. John, Jonathan Frakes won't stop for nothing. He can't tell him what to do. You can tell when he directed an episode because everybody sits down in a really weird way. <laughs> Everyone suddenly has beards. Yeah. Well, oh, actually, this is a Frakes episode. You can tell because everyone has a beard. So there there was a, an episode about the Mirror Universe. That was a good one. You know the Mirror Jonathan Universe. Jonathan Frakes show, but he don't got a beard? Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but apparently that actually Frakes. does happen later. Seriously? Yes. 
apparently like the, there's a mirror right. universe version of Riker who does not have sideburns <laughs> basically <laughs> and so there's some oh, that sounds so gross there's a dramatic reveal where you think it's been Riker the whole time but he peels off fake sideburns <laughs> to reveal that it's the, <laughs> the mirror universe Riker <laughs> Alright, maybe Star Trek is actually great. It's it's alright. Oh. I mean, there are some episodes where I have been wishing for death. Like, there's this whole thing with Odo where he meets his fellow slime people or whatever that went on for a really long time. Like, it was mm. a two-part episode uh, that started off season three. It did not need to be two parts. Uh, but there have been other stuff that's really good. I mean, I feel that's something you could probably say about... I think the original series had a lot of two-part episodes, probably. if I remember right. Uh, yeah, just like the Justice League animated series had a bunch of them. Uh, yeah, speaking and... of things that aren't worth watching. What? How dare you? Oh, that show was terrible. The only good part was when Lex Luthor becomes uh, the Flash and does no, the whole... Like, Justice, I don't know. Justice League was good. Justice League Unlimited, also good. Ah... Ah. Look, uh, and then the other thing I have been doing, this is Larry's TV segment, as opposed to your usual, here are the 30-year-old games I played this week. Instead, I'm talking about 25-year-old TV shows, so do Oh, yeah, it's so much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm almost done with season one of The X-Files, and you should watch The X-Files. You would be into it, I think. I think that I probably would, too. I actually just don't know the best way to watch that. Like, is it on Netflix or, like, any one particular thing? Do I need to sign uh, up for a thing? It's on Amazon Prime. That's where I'm watching it. It might be on Netflix. I don't know. I, there's it, somebody I work with who has also been watching it, and I should just ask them, like, where they're going to get it. Deep Space Nine is on Netflix and Amazon Prime, so... X-Files might be on Netflix. I'm not sure. I'm not going to do research yeah. on this. But I'm doing the same thing with it as I am with Star Trek, where I just look at IMDb and I skip any episode that has a below 7.0 rating, because those are stinkers. Because mm. even the ones that are above 7 sometimes aren't great, so you know the ones below 7 are really well bad. So how many episodes did that exclude from the X-Files for the first season, kind of going off that system? Like three. That sounds like that's a full like 20-something episode season? Yep. yep. Okay. Like 26. Well, I know like first seasons sometimes can be shorter, but... Yeah, I've looked ahead to season two, and I think there are only like two episodes in that that I would skip under this metric, too. Okay. So how far ahead have you checked? Like what season's the one where it starts to take a dive? It's a while. Um, I wonder like, if that's the season where David Duchovny like wasn't in it. I think those are actually pretty highly rated, surprisingly. Because oh, no. I've I've noticed uh, the peak is like around season four or five. Like that's hmm. when like almost every episode is like in the high eights or low nines, which is surprising. But ah, uh, well. Yeah. So here's the real question: When you get to the to the the point where they verge off, are you going to give the lone gunman a shot? 
probably. I don't know if that's available on Prime or not. Uh, if it is, then sure, I'll watch it. That's like, what, eight episodes? Yeah, like well, that. I was going to say, because it's not like you'd be out a whole lot of your time. It's That did not run very long before. No, I'm not going to watch Millennium, I don't think. <laughs> well, now I'm just doubting your commitment to this. Well, wait, what was Millennium about? I don't know. Was that... The um... Millennium. It was a mini series about Newman planning his millennium party. Oh good, yeah, Y2K. At, <laughs> yeah. At the end of every episode, Newman quacks and then it goes to credits. <laughs> um I'm trying to think if that was supposed to be like a spin-off about Robert Patrick's character. Maybe not. Um it has been so, so long <laughs> for me, man. Like the last time that I really Remember hearing anything about X-Files other than the last year where you and a co-worker started watching and talking about it was back when it was, like, originally on. Yeah. Uh, was Lance Henriksen... Oh, I don't... Oh, okay. It it was not a spinoff of the X-Files. It was a separate thing. But oh. uh, it got cancelled and then... A seventh season episode of the X-Files titled Millennium uh, was like basically the finale for it. Hmm. So that way they were able to end it. <laughs> but yes, I'm, well, I'm not mean... going to watch this. I like Lance Henriksen. Well, sure. Who doesn't? Pumpkinhead himself. Get your fucking head checked if you don't. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, me and my 30-year-old video games. Oh, here we uh, go. <laughs> I uh, have completed up to 84 of the games that I've put on my list in the last uh, coming up on a year now. It'll be a year next month. So I'm taking a break. And tonight, I've not yet started it. I'm going to begin playing all of the Kingdom Hearts. <sighs> okay. So next week, I will certainly be dead and unable to record. <laughs> God. They will find me with a gun in my hand and a bullet in my head. Can't blame you. <laughs> he found 51 of the Dalmatians, and that's as far as he made it, sir. So, are you going to play them all in chronological order? Or, well, like in release order? Yes, I. so the only one I'm skipping is, uh, I think it's Chain of Memories, is, is oh, the card game. See, I was going to because... say, like, I bet you would make it through the first game, but... Chain of Memories is where you would end up dead by yeah. your own hand. Yes. Uh, literally not a single person has tried to talk me into playing Chain of Memories. Every single person who I've talked to about this, which has actually been a lot, have told me to not go fucking near that thing. Yep. Waste of uh, time. Including a woman I know who loves Kingdom Hearts so much she named her own dog Sora, has even told me do not play Chain of Memories. Yeah. So I'm I'm avoiding that one, but I'm going to play the others. Uh, I already am dreading this because earlier tonight I decided to look up like just some stuff to kind of prepare myself. Like, okay, you know, is, I don't remember. Is this a game where I have to do like a certain kind of build in order to no. face Sephiroth? Because like that's the goal I'm setting for myself. Because oh. I definitely want to beat Sephiroth. Um, mm. so there 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 is like a little bit. It's it's mostly just that. Uh, the Final Fantasy X babies ask you a question early on, and that determines, like, the experience curve. That's in two. And, uh, 
That's in one. Final Fantasy X babies are... No. No, they are. T- uh, Titus is in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, oh, yes, that part. Okay. I was yeah. thinking of the, he... like, the weird fairy versions of them in X-2. Yeah. Oh, see, I... Yeah, I don't know anything about that, but... Uh, no, like, he asks you what time of day it is, and if you answer, like, for example, Dawn, it means that, like, the experience curve is that you level up quicker at the start, but then you slow down at the end of the game. Yep, it never tells you this. Uh, yes. Um, same with, like, if you pick a sword, shield, or staff at the start of the game, but that's a bit more self-explanatory about what that's doing for you. Yep. Uh, but the part where I started dreading things was I looked up, like, what the side content was, and I started to, like, everything began to flood back to me of just... The Winnie the Pooh world and the 101 Dalmatians and the fucking gummy ships and the Trinity Marks. Yeah. And then I saw Atlantia on there and I was just like, oh, (laughs) god damn it. Well, um. God damn it. Like, I I just had to read the fucking world names and then it just rushed back to me of why, like, I never played this game a second time. So you did play the first one. I did. I beat the first one back in the day, and I I don't think I did everything that there was to do, but I do know that I beat Sephiroth. I, be, I Like, I beat all the bosses. I went to all the places. Mm-hmm. But you never uh, played I don't two. think I finished... No, I... So I played bits and pieces of two because I had friends who were playing it at the time, and I kind of, like, came over sporadically and just, like... I helped them out in, like, the Toontown area, and I've seen the final boss of that game. And, like, mm. that's about it. Yeah, when replaying it, I was like, huh, this is a whole lot better than the first game. And then I reached the point where it's like, all right, you've gotten through every world now, do it again. And I was like, mm, nope. And I yeah. took the game out. Not looking forward to that either. Um, I've also heard Dream Drop Distance is bad. I don't know. Uh, I haven't played it. Uh, I have heard varying things about it i think uh this version is a lot better than it originally was uh, because you have camera control now which helps Uh, yeah a 3d platforming game on 3ds maybe not great i know that like fragmentary passage uh counts as one of the games that collection but it's like a two hour long thing like yeah that's the ground zeros of kingdom hearts 3 that is exactly how I heard it described like uh, that's earlier today. 100% what it is. It was a tech demo Perfect. for the Kingdom Hearts 3 engine. Yeah. So, no, I, like, I think I'm going to have a decent time getting through most of those games, I think, after I get past the first, at least. Like, that seems like it's going to be the biggest hurdle for me, because I remember back in the day thinking there were some parts of that game that were really, really rough. Mm. And well, I'm not sure if this version of it improves on on those things in particular like i know i don't need to do all the dalmatian and the trinity stuff i know in the long run that doesn't help you that much um but like i still gotta deal with atlantia and the gummy ship and the tarzan world Mm. yeah see the thing is back in the day a lot of that was oh i get to meet all my favorite disney characters and you get to see these scenes from the movies replayed and now you go back and play it it's like Oh, you get to see all of these scenes in a worse form than if you just watched the movie because it's yep. all through this like JRPG filter of everybody has a like bizarre stilted way of speaking and none of these camera movements are correct and everybody just like slowly walks in from like from off frame and it's so weird. 
I hate it. Yeah, well, you it. know, at least James Woods is uh, getting some work. Yeah, good. Get James yeah. Woods some cash. He needs it to buy yes. cocaine. Allegedly. Yes, he uses the money to allegedly roll into a nose straw. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 I'm not saying this is actually true, but no. many people I could not say, be more clear. I am joking about this. This is a joke. Please don't sue me. I don't even have any money. I now, spent it all on fucking Kingdom Hearts. We would not seriously say that James Woods is a notorious cokehead who everybody knows does coke all the time. And we wouldn't say I mean, that I legitimately would not say that because even if that were the truth... I don't want to get sued by James Woods. You're a very lovely man. Thank you for saving all those horses during the wildfire. Yes, thank you, James Woods. Yes, the horses are... The horses thank you, and I thank you on behalf of the horses. So this week, <sighs> JoJo. Yeah, yes. Well, what, what, that, we were supposed to do that this week? Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have to worry oh. about it next week. But don't no, that's sh- fine. We can put. We pick back up where the previous episode left off. Hey, Rizzo keep talking, Nero. Keep talking about this for a while. I gotta look something up. I forgot to do it before we started. So yeah, go go. <laughs> good. This makes for a good podcast. Uh, Risotto Nero got shot up a whole bunch. They fucking did him dirty. They fucking rolled up on Risotto. Blah blah. Anyway, he's like. He's not, like, not quite dead yet because he and uh, the boss are still talking. Basically, he wants to see the boss's face and the boss is like, no, man, uh, but you should totally give me, like, all the iron that you stole out of my blood because I need that to live. Uh, but Risotto don't do that. He, like, kind of latches on and pulls... That... Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Professional. Throw the cell phone over here. No, no problem. You keep looking up that thing you're supposed to do before the episode. Well, look, I had to, <laughs> I had to find the name <laughs> of the second Rohan OVA episode because uh, spoiler, no JoJo episode next week. Yeah, what remember this how? Remember how it was like that's totally going to happen at least one more time before the end of this? Oh yeah, obviously, but the yep. way it's going now might be Fuck. like three more times. In the next 10 yeah, episodes. No. I was thinking when we got here, like, oh man, there's only like 11 episodes left of the season. Like, where the end is in sight. And then next week, special broadcast. Uh-huh. <sighs> anyway, uh, Risotto basically is trying to, like, uh, trap the boss and have Aerosmith uh, shoot shoot the boss instead of him. Uh, but backfires because he could just, like, scrape away... 0.5 seconds of time and just have the bullets hit uh, Risotto and not himself. I still don't understand how his stand works. Uh, I don't know either. I, I think he erased the time in which the bullets would have hit him, but then he moves out of the way, so then the only time left is where the bullets hit. I guess him. so. Uh, but meanwhile, uh, we got Bucciarati, Narancia, and Bacchio, and they're However, down on the, the beach. Thing. When he does that, though, it doesn't look like that's what happens. It just looks like he makes them go through him. 
Yeah, it's like he turned himself into a ghost for half a second. Yeah. They just pass right through. Uh, which makes me wonder if that, like, a component of it is just that whatever is in the scraped away time can't happen to him. But I don't, I don't know. Because this also just seems like Araki thought that this would be a cool thing to do. And then he went into the next room and started choking violently on a bottle of water. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's such a good quote. Started drowning to death. While you're looking at stuff, aren't you pull that quote up? Oh, I've already found Um. Okay. I just had to know give, the episode title. Give the listeners some context, because... Okay, well, hold Oof. on. Man. Alright, well, I mean, don't bother saying anything while I'm looking for this. Oh, no. No, you you do your thing. Look it up, Larry. Look it up. Thing is, I can't. Look it up, Larry. What the actual quote up. was. Look it up, Larry. Look it up. Uh, Just like search for a Rocky on Discord. Okay. I, I well, found we a quote from you. It. I found a quote from you where you said, "Fuck, I'm gonna drown myself in the tub when this is done." <laughs> I don't know what that's about. <laughs> It could be any number of things. Yeah. Uh, I bet, though, it's actually about, like, right after when I bought the Kingdom Hearts collection. <laughs> there was something about Lars von Trier, so... Who knows what that's okay. About. Uh, makes a little bit more sense. That sounds about right. Um, no, Rocky had this quote where he's just like, oh, you know, I have to be very careful when I pour myself a glass oh, of water wait, hold because on. I'm prone. I'm getting there. I'm getting okay. there. I'm just scrolling up. Right. I'm scro- Here it is. Found okay. it. You did it. Come on. Load it, Discord. Dumbass. <laughs> Alright, whatever. I must be the only one who cares, but I often nearly drown myself. Not in the sea or in a river. No, I narrowly escape death drinking a glass of water. I only need a mouthful of water to suffocate, and I find myself unable to breathe. Generally, if I stay calm, I manage to get my breath back little by little, but recently I almost passed out. That was a close one. That day, I miraculously escaped death to everyone's indifference. Hirohiko Araki. (laughs) Oh my god. So... (laughs) There you go. This quote puts a lot of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure into context for me, now that we're, like, a hundred-plus episodes on the other side. Uh-huh. Like, every time... We're, like, we're over here debating about, like, whether or not Araki forgot some crucial detail about a stand power, of, or, like, the intricacies of how King Crimson works, and Araki's in the background, and he's just choking to death on, like, a bottle of Dasani. Yeah, Rocky's like that uh, that thing about turkeys where if they stare up in the sky while it's raining, they drown. A Johnny Bravo bit, but yep. it's a Rocky. Yep, exactly. Uh, so it, Hirohiko we Araki, have a connoisseur of garden hoses. <laughs> uh, Bucciarati, Narancia, Abakio, they were all by the statue that they needed to go to, and Moody Blues is doing his rewind thing, but it's going to take a while because they need to go back, like, 15 years. Uh, so that'll take him, he says something like, I, I want to say, like, 15 to 20 minutes or something like that. So, Narancia is pretty sure that their their target up there died, but Bucciarati 
like there's this argument basically about like we should just go and make sure because what happened with Notori is big. Like that stand user died and yet his stand kept coming. So we should go up there and we should check the body and just verify everything. So they come up with with the excellent plan of let's leave Abakio behind and go up there ourselves to check and we'll tell Jorno and Mista to get out of the turtle but, like, totally not be within the vicinity of Abakio if anything happens. Yeah, I I don't know what Giorno and Guido were supposed to be doing. Me either, because they did jack shit by yep. the end of this episode. They just sort of stood they, around. They have some regrets. Um, But, it, so yeah, they, they go up there and they find uh, Risotto's body, which I'm guessing in the Japanese broadcast version must have been completely <laughs> covered in black. Probably. Because, man. Because, they filled it. There's a bit where Neuroncia is just like, it'll be hard to identify him because I shot him in the face a lot. Right. And also later he says he turned him into a honeycomb, which is true. <laughs> Adorable. Uh, yeah, his his body is just mutilated. It's pumped full of holes. Uh, his foot is still severed. And Butrati makes a good point that uh, there must have been another enemy stand user because of the foot not matching the kind of damage that Aerosmith would do because there's burn marks on it. His hand's cut off, too. Nobody seems to mention it. <laughs> well, because that's something that Narancia did do. Did he? He did, yeah. Like, he... Risotto had his hands because he, like, hugged the boss. Right. To, like, pull him. So, like, one of his hands got shot off. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, speaking of the boss, uh, he's crawling his weird ass away. He needs to get blood, uh, so he bites into a fresh frog. It's a good source of iron. <sighs> Just yep. stick a straw into this frog and slurp it all up. I hated this part. <laughs> I hated Why? it. Just grabbing a frog and chomping it like a tomato or something Like the freaks oh, that eat tomatoes on. like apples You expect us to think that you suddenly care about frogs What are you talking about? You made it seem for a moment like you felt bad for the frog nah, Not necessarily, I just think it's super so gross just hate, just hate the way that he eats it Yes Wanting to pull out a fork and a knife? That would be better, yes. Go at, at least this frog like, like a civilized person? At least stab it first instead of just <laughs> gnawing it. Like just take a big old bite. It reminds Gross. me of like there's a few bits in Berserk where like Guts just cuts a snake in half and pours the blood in his mouth, and I never could quite understand why he did that. Well, it's faster than eating it. Like all the good you stuff's in the, the blood. Snake to get the... I don't think that's true at all. It's true. Look, uh, alright, so you get a steak. You don't want it well done, right? You want it well, medium no, rare? Not a freak. Exactly. Yeah. And it's medium rare it's because rare the blood's in it. What? That's why it's red. Hmm. You want the blood. I think I'm starting to learn things about myself that I'm not. Hmm. Would would human blood be richer though? Because like that's like your own blood. 
So, like, the stuff you need, the stuff you really need... Not necessarily, be because human. it's not going directly into your bloodstream. If it was, then yes. But if you're ingesting it, not necessarily. Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe, like, I should do, like, a diet thing where, like, for a month I just drink human blood. And then I see what that does. Mm. And then, like, the month after that I drink nothing but frog blood. Okay. Just straight up, or are you going to make smoothies? I'm just going to, like, bite right into it. I mean, that's, like, the most direct way. No, it's not, because then it gets everywhere. You need to, like, well, you know, make an incision, stick a straw in there, mm. or drain it into a different container. You do, like, a funnel. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could put, like, I could do... Frog mm, funnel. I could, bo- I could bottle it. And then what I could do is I could get one of those like those hats where you like put two cans of beer in it, but like I put the two bottles of blood and I just slurp it up that way. Yeah, and it's free. Yeah, it's healthy eating. Just like Schmitty Werben Jägerman Jensen, you're number one. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, you know we'll talk about this some more off the air. No, we won't. We gotta, we gotta get into like where where are we gonna even get the blood? Look, there are places. Look, the you problem slip is... slip a 20 to the right person, you can get a lot of stuff. So during the winter, the city ends up putting all of their uh, their homeless people on buses, and they send them down here, uh, where it's warmer. Uh-huh. But no, nobody cares if they go missing. Hmm. But it's not the winter anymore, so I don't, I don't know where they went. Maybe somebody else got to them first, I don't know. They don't bust them back? Oh, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> That's kind of a good, like, grift on their part, though. Like, oh, yeah, guys, we're just sending you south, you know, for the <laughs> winter. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, no, they'll come this... back. Yeah, no, all of us know exactly what the fuck they're doing up there, and it pisses us off, because in the winter, we have a serious homeless problem. Like, they're just wandering into places where they have no business being in the middle of the night, like, at my place of work, I've had to deal with the same guy who was high out of his fucking mind on, like, PCP or bath salts or something, like, numerous times. Like, I walked in one time, he was taking a fucking shower in the sink of, like, the public restroom. Good times. <sighs> no! No! <laughs> We offer our deepest respect for those that are struggling with homelessness. Uh, it's a problem in the country that needs addressed. I mean, uh, yeah, like, it's an actual problem. The way you don't fucking address that is by sticking all your homeless people on a bus and sending them to another town. No. That's like, not how you help them. It's like when the Grateful Dead come to town. It's basically the same thing. Exactly! It's exactly like the Grateful Dead coming to town. The Grateful Dead ended up showing up in your place of work, fucking bathing in your sinks, and then you gotta call the cops on them. Well, the Grateful Dead themselves don't do it. You don't walk into the bathroom and see Jerry Garcia I, having a whore's bath I in the sink. I beg to differ. I mean, well, at least I hope not, considering uh, he's been dead for quite some cops, time. Turns, turns out they're dead heads. I'll get rid of them. Cops come up and they're like, Hey, uh, have you heard this live version of Sugar Magnolia? Check this out. The total, total on the side thing. 
Uh, speaking of work and music that I don't like, uh, we don't have any kind of ad block or anything. So if I watch a YouTube video at work, I have to sit through ads. Oh, and no. uh, I've been getting a lot of ads for Mumford and Sons, and it's unskippable, and I've never been more pissed off in my life. Mumford and Sons are still around. Fucking apparently. <laughs> you know, that first album was all right. <laughs> it was all right. The problem is no. every song sounded exactly the same, and then the second album came out, and guess what? It sounded exactly the same again. And somehow, I'm not sure why, but in my brain that also makes me retroactively like the first one less. Even though <laughs> it's the same thing. I'm eagerly awaiting the next uh, enemy stand team, Mumford and Son. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, no, I... <laughs> I agree. That's kind of terrible. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be all like, oh yeah, kick all the homeless people out, but like, fuck, sending them to another town is not how you address that problem. Like, actually try to get those people some help. Because when they end up coming into my place of work, the only recourse I have is to call the cops, and that does not make things any better for them. Nope. So. Not, not at all. Yeah. So, But like, what else am I going to do? There's some dude who's like, harassing my employees and getting in their face and stuff in the middle of the night at like 2, 3 a.m. The only thing I can do at that point is call the police. So uh, quit sending us your vagrants, Salt Lake City. Is this what Vagrant Story was about? Yeah, that's why well, I never got very far in it. Mm. It was just that, but also you had to deal with like nine layers of different systems. Mm-hmm. You didn't pay attention to one, you wouldn't win. <laughs> Yeah, you press attack and then, like, a sphere comes out of you. It's weird. Yeah. So, uh, he, the boss, he crawls away. Uh, they load him up on a bus and they send him to another part of Italy. Now he's somebody else's problem. Yep. <laughs> Bye, boss. Bye. See you later. Uh, so Abakio is, uh, still off rewinding, um... Butrati and Narancia are following basically like Narancia is told I want you to search for like every breathing pattern near here and then find the one pattern that is moving away from us mm-hmm. and uh, he seems to find this difficult for some reason well there's so many of them and then like Butrati is the one that has to explain like well don't like look for the ones that are mostly staying still look for the one that is trying to get away from our location yeah but even after that, like, it takes him a while before he knows it's the one that is clearly moving away. Yeah. Uh, but when he does, they basically roll up on him. Uh, they notice a bunch of blood near some rocks and something moving behind a boulder. And uh, Butrati gives him to, like, the count of three to show himself and they won't harm him, which seems like an incredible risk on his part because they don't know what the stand user's power is. And especially in the case of King Crimson notifying him that you are there is not the way to beat him. Nope. That That's the way to die. Look, Narancia's uh, not that smart. Is this Bucciarati doing this? Oh, yeah, it was. Eh, Bucciarati yeah. also. He's having some but, brain rot. What from being true. dead. He's, he's probably a zombie. Uh, so he ends up zipping the, the boulder in half, and he reveals that it's not actually the boss or an enemy stand user. It's a little boy. Uh, who has had his wrist slit open and his mouth sewn shut with his own shoelaces. Yeah. Good the boss stuff is a bad guy? <laughs> a little bit. 
Make me boss, not good. No. I'm starting to have my doubts about this boss guy being such a stand-up character. Mm-hmm. But Bucciarati, I sold drugs to the community, <laughs> says the boss. <laughs> uh, so while all this is going on, there's a a bunch of uh, uh, kids uh, who seem to be part of a soccer team, and they're starting to play with their soccer ball near where Abaccio is. And they knock it up into a tree, and it gets stuck there. And Abaccio, uh he kind of relents because it, the rewind has hit the 25th of June 15 years ago, and it's almost done, but it's still taking a lot of time. So he's like, I'm just get this ball out of this damn tree and get these kids away from me. Uh, so he knocks it loose, and as all the kids are running away, uh, one of them just summons up King Crimson and punches him directly through the chest. Just Dragon Ball Z's him. Yep, just like, hey, check this out, blap. Yep. The same way he did to uh, Bucciarati. Which, and I love this, because one of the kids, like, his body sort of, like, gesticulates and, like, gets big, and it was the boss the whole time <laughs> just stroke himself down into, like, a little kid size. Yep. Which I guess he can do. Yeah. I mean, he like, got no, big he when he, uh... Yes. Like, Not a stand power, killer. just a thing he can do. Yep. Yeah, you know, why not? <laughs> that is fucking lollipop guild motherfucker just rolling up on a bunch of <laughs> Boss next is going to be wearing one of those, like, curly wigs in a sailor <laughs> outfit, saying they're licking a lollipop. Yeah, he just has one of those, like, propeller hats on. <laughs> sure, beanie. <laughs> Gee, boys. Uh Sexy, uh, sexy nursemaid just rolls him up in a stroller and he pops out smoking a cigar. <laughs> this sounds like some... Are you just reciting something that happened in a Leprechaun movie? Because this sounds <laughs> like something from Leprechaun. Oh, the boss rolls up on his fucking customized go-kart and just starts running over Narancia. Sure his main form of conveyance that is when he doesn't roll around on a tricycle yep i thought that was what you were going to say at first was his customized tricycle <sighs> well so that's the thing in the first leprechaun he has a tricycle but then later he has a customized leprechaun mobile which ends up showing up in the second movie as well all right in the second movie he is spray painted me gold on the side of the <laughs> leprechaun mobile <laughs> Oh, Leprechaun. <laughs> Leprechaun movies are great. Like, they're great, and they're also great. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, this... the boss was Thanks metamorphosed into the Leprechaun. I'd like to thank all of our listeners for listening to Stand and Deliver, the number one Leprechaun fan cast on the internet. It only took us like 30 episodes to get back onto the subject of the Leprechaun. <laughs> No, it hasn't been that long. You're doing so you're doing so good. I was doing so good, rather. Not you. You were never held at the same standard as me when it came to the Leprechaun movies. I have never seen the Leprechaun. Well, I have seen like one or two of them a long, long time ago and remember pretty much nothing about them. I legitimately think you should sit down and watch the Leprechaun movies. They're terrible, but yeah, in well, a I way legitimately that you will think find you like, should a suck lot my like dick. <laughs> If it gets you to watch the Leprechaun movies. 
Look, we'll negotiate it later. We'll talk after this. So, yeah, the the boss uh, just does him dirty like Goku. Mm -hmm. Just right through the chest and then walks away. Yep. Uh, And Abashio kind of slumps over and Moody Blue starts to break apart. And we kind of think like this this is it this is the scene where he dies uh but then when we kind of cut back in we get what at first appears like a yeah but like this threw me off because i thought the scene after was at first a flashback oh when it's not uh which is a boss here was enjoying a nice cup of piss uh at a cafe somewhere Mm -hmm. uh here's somebody wrestling under the table near him and it's a police officer who's like looking for fingerprints on a broken bottle that was used in a fight the night prior and uh, <sighs> Basio talks to him a bit, and he's just like, oh, hey, you know what? Like, what do you do if, like, you don't actually find this guy? Like, wouldn't that be super defeating? Like, how, w- what would you do about that? And the police officer explains, like, well, you know, as long as you're looking for the truth, eventually you will find it. And that's more important than necessarily finding whoever did this right now. Uh, and then he gives him this whole speech about, like, you know, how to stay motivated. And stuff like that. And, and then, uh, after all this, Abakio finally is like, wait a second, you're my yeah. partner that got killed that I felt guilty about all these years. I just now recognized you. <laughs> Dumbass. Because he cares so much. Yeah. Uh, apparently this is like a, at least from what I've been seeing on Twitter, this is actually like a big scene from part five that people really latch on to. Really? Like, specifically the portion where he is talking about how to not lose motivation. I saw a lot of people referring to before this episode came out as like, I really hope that they do this scene justice. Because I guess a lot of people actually find his quote about that to be fairly inspiring. Huh. Okay. Um, If people did not post that a bunch on Twitter for me to see this scene would have not have struck me as anything out of the ordinary. I did not find it to be particularly remarkable. Nope. No. Uh, To me, I was just thinking... It's nice that Bakshio's getting a send-out on this, but also it's not touching me on a profound level. Yeah, to me, I was just thinking, oh, this is kind of like that last segment in um, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. You know, he comes in on the bus. This is the final stop. He can't leave. Abashio just turns with the noose around his neck and goes, first time, huh? Yeah, you've seen the trailer. You haven't seen the actual movie. You should do that. That is true. Because <laughs> that <laughs> segment you mentioned is like the shortest one in the whole movie. It's like six yeah. minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's like, Abashio's about to just like ditch this dead guy. He's like, ah, there's a bus over there. I need to get on it. And the cop's just like, now that bus actually just brings a bunch of homeless people here from Sardinia. Oh, okay. You, you don't want to get on that bus. It's like the Hotel California, am I right, fellas? Boschi has never been before. You can yeah. check out, but you can never leave. Whoa. That's right, it's deep. Yeah, well, you know, especially because he's dead. Yeah. He died. Mm-hmm. From a hole we in actually his had a... gut. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, 
we're back on the beach and everyone has found Abashio's corpse and Narancia is doing the whole he's just going to wake up thing, right? And like to Narancia's credit, I kind of feel like a lot of JoJo's characters have survived worse than this. Yep. Definitely. He does have a fist-sized hole in his chest, but to be fair, it's on the opposite side of where his heart would be. So for a JoJo, I think that's totally survivable. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he tells Jorno, like, why don't you just make something and, like, fill the hole back up? And I wonder if, like, Jorno has maybe sort of figured out what the deal with Bucciarati is, which is why he declines to do that. Or yeah. Jorno has just suddenly gotten real dense about it and yeah, has decided I, that he can't do that. I also kind of wondered that because yeah, we could easily have a zombie Abakio with them too. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think maybe Jorno just thinks he actually did save Bucciarati in time and he just figures like there's no way to get Abakio back at this point. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I think that's something that they could actually elaborate on later. Like, there totally could be a case where he realizes now what has happened, and so he does not want to do it because he thinks it's unethical in some way. Um, Jorno mm. playing but, God. That's right. The hubris uh, but of this Giovanni is also, Giorgio. Jorno. Jorno. Jorno Giorgio. Giorgio Moroder. He's going to go uh, drive a bunch of limousines after this. Yeah, Giorgio the Castle Freak. Rips off his own ding dong. Oh no! I okay. Uh, so there's, <laughs> there, there's no. on Shutter. They have this thing. It's like uh, this like cowboy guy who hosts horror movies. Like he does these segments, sort of uh, like they used to do on TV or whatever. Yeah. The first one is Castle Freak. And oh boy! I, I had just looked up. Uh, the IMDb page, and there's some there's an actor listed there as like dick mutilation expert, <laughs> which makes me think like they must be directly referencing the Flophouse bit where uh, infamously Stewart thought the Castle Freak ripped off his own ding dong, and later they found out there is no ding dong getting ripped off, and he had misremembered. Wait, but what? You didn't know that. That was no! the whole. That was the whole revelation. As it turns out, he never rips off his own ding dong. He's like a oh, uh, like a Ken man. doll down there. Apparently, he was thinking about a part where he rips off his thumb to get out of shackles. Well, a thumb is very different from a ding dong. It is, but I just thought it was really funny that this random thing on Shutter apparently has a reference to the Flophouse bit, or maybe it's just a common misconception that a bunch of people think he ripped off his own ding dong. I don't know. Me either. I've never seen Castle Freak. I've I never seen either. the scene that they have been referencing. I didn't even know that it was not actually like a ding dong getting ripped off. So have that's... you seen the Invisible Maniac? Where he... I can tell you, it is accurate that the Invisible Maniac kills a guy by choking him with a submarine sandwich. Well, no, I've not seen that either. But I really think that I need to. Mm-hmm. Especially because I was going to go get Subway tomorrow. Like, and head of the family, I can tell you, if you mess with the head. You are going to be dead. Mm. I told somebody the other day about Visitor Q, which I had not thought of in a long time. Oh, sure. Yeah, that has a interesting family dynamic in it. <laughs> you could say that. Yep. I when, you have, when you have somebody watch Gozu, see how that turns out. <laughs> 
Well, this it got brought up because they mentioned the audition, and then so I started thinking about like other Japanese, like gross Japanese movies, and just, I pretty much came to Visitor Q and it's just uh, like Itchy. The I Kill. I start yeah okay so you're like all right here are some other Takashi Miike movies yeah basically like that's the thing I was trying to explain to them was just like the dude who did that has done a lot of movies that are very much like that. You could just stop uh, it. I did not that explain that. has made a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, well, so that's the thing is I did not get into Takashi Miki has also made a lot of incredibly different movies. Like, Zebra was he Man. basically doing a bunch of Super Sentai movies or something like that for a while? And Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he did the Phoenix Wright movie. Yeah. Happiness of uh, Katakuris has, like, some gross stuff in it, but, like, nowhere near the same level or same type of gross stuff oh yeah uh also that movie is just fun and i'm angry that a lot of clips of it have been removed from youtube mm. yeah my favorite bit songs. is still the like love song at the start where the guy seeing it gets shot for some inexplicable reason while dancing in the air and so he just kind of gets craned around as a corpse <laughs> yep he's just like dangled by by wires or whatever <laughs> as he's yeah. completely I like uh, the fight yeah, scene later movie. on that just turns into claymation in the middle of it because they didn't have yes. the budget to have them like hanging off a cliff. I like the bit where they find the body with the scissors in it and they pull it out and all the walls of the room collapse and then it turns into a rock ballad. And then they stick the scissors back in and then yep. they pull them out again. <laughs> God, uh, such a good movie. It is. Uh, I think it's free on Amazon Prime, by the way. Oh, okay. I want to say i checked that like a few months ago and it was mm-hmm. on amazon Prime. so yeah uh yes happiness of the categories a zombie musical except the zombies don't show up until like the end but it's just a weird dark comedy musical from the great yeah. takashi Miike. hey look if you want a weird kooky japanese movie to watch over the weekend i don't think you go wrong with that yes yeah. Really, you can kind uh, of just. We could do a Takashi Miike roulette, and probably whatever we landed on would be pretty good. We could. Well, considering they're going to delay this season like at least three more times, and we'll run out of the Rohan Kishibe OVA. Yeah, we've got to find something. Yeah. You fill that time somehow. Uh, so, we're not totally done with this episode yet, even though we have this weird ethical dilemma for George. 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 No. Motherfucker, you did it to me. <laughs> you put the evil inside of me. Yeah, I'm Larry Davis. With me is George Brundle. We're watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I never did the intro, so here we are. Let's go around <laughs> the horn. No, we're not. Uh, yeah, so Naranti is kind of accepting the fact that he is dead, and the group just needs to move on. They don't have time to even take his corpse with them. Uh... And then Giorno notices something in Abashio's hand. Uh, it's a little, like, it's a piece of the statue uh, that they were trying to rewind, and he turns it into a ladybug and has it return. And that is where they find that Moody Blues did find the boss's face and in its dying moments smashed that <laughs> face so hard <laughs> against the statue that it leaves an imprint, or as Butrati puts it, a death mask. Yeah. So they have the boss's face. Uh, Abashio seceded. Well, seceded. Oh my god. Wait, what? Seceded. Yeah. 
Abakio seceded from the Union, you see. Oh no, the Confederacy of Abakio. Abakio would like you to believe it's all about the state's rights, but... Uh... Yeah, heritage, not hate, says Abakio. Abakio threw his uh, stars and bars right up to the end. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, uh, shout out to Narancha's voice actor. He does really good this episode. He yeah, sells he does. It. Yeah. Lot, lot of crying, lot of screaming. Yeah. Voice probably very hoarse by by the end of it. Mm, um, whole horse. Ooh, I like a good whole horse. Me too. Don't want a half horse. Uh, no. Give me the whole horse. I mean, well, I'm in town for a horse. I don't want half a horse. I want a whole horse. Yeah, you go to Panera and it's like, oh, you get a half horse with this soup. Like, no, man, give me a full horse. Quiznos always asked me if I wanted my horse toasted, and I got real tired of that, so I stopped going, and now they're out of business. Because the answer is yes. Why would you not want it toasted? I don't like any... I'm going to drop the facade on this for a second. I don't want any sandwich toasted. I hate it. I hate it. What? I want all my sandwiches cold. I don't want a hot sandwich. That's that's the worst. Just want a cold, dripping sandwich just... That's Same right. crap. You can go and get some lunch, yes. get some Oscar Mayer, and slap it on some bread. I Jesus Christ! I frogs cold and raw. You're an idiot. This is the worst. This is what kills this podcast. We're done. <laughs> this close to the end, we couldn't make it to the finish line. <laughs> I'm it's so over. Sorry, everybody. Please join us next week at the special broadcast. <laughs> Special broadcast, how to enjoy a toasted sandwich. <laughs> the special broadcast is just the sounds of me eating a cold sub alone in my apartment. Cold subs are so gross. Oh, you're gross. Anyway, Boshio's dead. Fucking I can the just end. go out to a Walmart and get a baguette and slap some, like, cold meats on it. Come on. Yeah, and then you can throw it in a microwave, which is all those lunatics do. No, they aren't. It's ovens. Yes, they are. Because a microwave won't toast it. It'll just heat it. I don't give a shit for your tone, <laughs> mister. <laughs> well, excuse me for knowing how ovens work. <laughs> I don't appreciate how you're talking to me, bitch. I like imagining you, like, waking up in the morning saying, Ah, I'd like a piece of toast. Then throwing a piece of bread in the microwave. No! <laughs> I put like, it no, on a I pan and I heat the pan up like a normal person. What? Don't just use yeah. a toaster? No! <laughs> Why? Why would I use a toaster? They're a fire hazard, first of all. Second, all the crumbs just accumulate there. It's a mess. It attracts bugs. I want a piece of toast, I pull out a pan, I heat the pan up, I put the toast on the pan! That takes so long. That's why I don't eat toast! <laughs> I like toast. Get you idiot! Toast, you spread some... <laughs> well, excuse me. <laughs> you're eating toast. Look, all you do, like, if you have a problem with the crumbs, you just slide the crumb tray out and you empty it out. Big whoop. No, it sticks all over to the inside and I can't get all the crumbs out! Squeaky. So I threw my toaster away and shackled myself. I'm no longer a slave to the toaster. It feels so good. Whatever.
I just wipe my strawberry jam on a piece of plain bread and I eat it cold. <laughs> oh, God. That's awful. That's, that's, de- that's the most depressing thing you've ever said on this podcast, and that's, a, that's saying a lot. I mean, I've heard some of the other... The, this makes the brundle seem reasonable. I'm not proud of the life I live. And when this is done, I'm going to lay in the tub and die. Well, good. It's about time. Time for anime roulette. <laughs> Every time I look into your eyes, it's really, it's really, it's really. Every time I connect all your wires, disconnect, disconnect, disconnect. Yeah. It's really, it's really, it's really. So this week, we had oh, uh, Slam Dunk. <laughs> get all the giggles out. Shut up. This week we had <laughs> Slam Dunk episode 63. Uh, what yeah. you think of Slam, Slam Dunk? Dunk? Well, some of this episode was a Slam Dunk, and some of it was not. Okay. Well, walk us through it. I actually have a very vague recollection of this because somebody kept instant messaging me while I was watching it. Uh, with what? 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 What was it? What? Let me see. Uh, about Stephen King and how he can't spell cemetery right. I thought you were done at that point. No, uh, I was about three-fourths of the way through when I got a hot update about the Fast and the Furious Blu-ray collection. <laughs> well, you had to know. And look, you ended up <laughs> buying it, didn't you? I did, yes, I did. Yeah. No regrets. Thank you, by the way. Yeah, okay, so you said, I... like, all right, when I get home, I'm going to watch a slam dunk. Uh, What episode is it? 63. That was at 8.58. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had to make myself a cold sandwich and clean up the kitchen. All right, well... This isn't even a messages... joke. This is literally what I did. I made myself a cold sandwich. Well, these messages later are 9.33. Also, you don't have to pay attention to me sending you pictures of Luigi with Beavis's head. That's yes, on you. I do. No, you don't. No, I started the episode after that. I spent, like, a solid 15 minutes just pondering. Okay, see, well, you didn't even say that. You just sent, like, some of that uh... sensu beans. Also, I kind of just don't remember much of this episode anyway because not a lot of interest actually happens in it. Like, yeah. th- there's a point at which I was going to warn you, like, heads up, I think the Slam Dunk episode is mostly just a training episode, and I think that's actually fairly accurate because the real showdown doesn't start until maybe about 80% of the way in, and, like, that stuff is really cool, but just accounts for a very small fragment of this. I, I don't know. I liked the bits with the coaches. Yes, that is extremely good. But again, accounts for a very small amount of this episode. I liked that there was a guy in the stands who I thought had a shirt that said horny with EY. And then later I realized, oh, it's probably hornets. And they're just covering the end of it because they can't have it say hornets. Because that's the name of an actual team. I don't know, maybe it did say horny. Maybe. 
Who knows? Now, if you know, write into us. No, don't. No more emails. Let us That's know about it. the horny. We got like two emails at the beginning of this run. We're not gonna get any more. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, not. we've mentioned the emails so much. Oh, yeah, so much. I, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. So this is like before the episode of Slam Dunk we watched a million years ago when we started Anime Roulette. Uh, so it is one of these teams is the team that our main characters team ends up playing against. And this is like their match before they go on to face our main characters. Right. Real non. Yeah. Because our guys are Shohoku. Yeah. See, this is the information I did not commit was like all these different character names because they actually throw a lot of these at us pretty quickly. And it was well, just hard for me to I don't remember the character names. Yeah. But I just know the team names. Qui- yeah. Quidon is the other one. Ki- Kainon. Quidon is a great movie. Yeah, it is. Way. Kainan, I think, is the other team that Ryonan is fighting. Yeah, it's like K-A-I-N-A-N. Sure. I think is how they spell it. Uh, but yeah, there's I remember there's Boss Monkey and there's Wild Monkey. Yeah. Because uh, one of the teams has a giant man who is six foot two. The um he's like the main character, the guy with the red hair. Likes to call people monkeys, which at first glance, <laughs> at first glance, seems racist. And then it's like, oh well, I guess yes. it's actually not because they're all Japanese. So like, whatever. It's just him being like, ah, he's big like an ape. But at first, it's like, ooh boy. Yeah, maybe you don't call those guys monkeys. Not a good look. Yeah. I mean, look at the problems Kramer got into. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, one one of these teams' this whole thing is that their dude is hella tall. Yeah, and again, I want to say the size that they give him was like six foot two. Yeah, or no, it's not it's actually that. that tall. Because there's a part later where he says like it's six point six feet, I think, which is a weird okay. way to say it. Yeah, I assume that's them that like translating from where they originally said it in centimeters. Yeah, Japan's I still don't weird. think like six and a half feet tall is like super tall. No, not because they're making this guy entirely. seem like he's pin Gillette's. Well, keep in mind, it is Japan, so yes, that that is what I'm getting at. Is that maybe they're sizing this up differently? Yeah, because look, I'm I'm like five six, like a six and a half foot tall man is very big compared to me. Um, but I know that in terms of like American height standards, that is not exceptionally large in the way that they keep making him out to be. There is a part in this episode where he walks by them and makes mech noises as he walks. Yeah, <laughs> damn it, I was going to mention that. Like he just walks by like a fucking Zaku. Yeah, it's just like chink, chink, chink as he goes by. It's great. It's really good. Yeah. Uh,. So basically they're doing like these warm-ups and one of the things that they're trying to practice with the warm-up is the all-oop move, which is that basically you pass the ball, the all-oop. The all-oop? The all-oop. All-oop. All-oops, I didn't say the word right. It's all-oop, idiot. All-oop. I don't play basketball. You know what an all-oop is. No! 
Alley the pants is... a basketball thing. No, it isn't. Anytime you throw some, anytime you like throw something and somebody else catches it and puts it, like that's an alley oop. Never heard. There was a, a like a comic no. series about like a caveman that was called Alley Oop. Like it, it's not specifically a basketball thing. You fucking shitting me? <laughs> no. Like there was a whole thing recently where the um, like the creator of Alley Oop died or something. The comic that is, and so it like had to end. In fact, I literally have never heard of this phrase outside of basketball. In fact, the uh, Wikipedia page for Alley Oop is for the comic from 1932. Uh, I'm having a real pink elephant moment again, dude. <laughs> okay, so there's the Alley Oop song from 1957. There's the basketball play. There's a football play. There is the Alley Oop, a professional wrestling move. There is Alley Oop in skateboarding. There's an alley-oop in inline skating and a spin trick in snowboarding. Like, there's just a lot of different things called alley-oop. I only was ever aware of the basketball one. This is actually kind of blowing my mind. All right. This is... You and I had a whole conversation about pink elephants. Yes. Like, we, we had brought up chasing the dragon, how that's a heroin thing. Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned, like, oh, and then pink elephant, that's like acid lsd like hallucinogenic type stuff right and those are you like agreed yeah point it you you agreed with me with that and then when i went to like look up specifically what it was in reference to it turns out it's about like drunken hallucinations specifically yeah which is weird and i yeah so there's there is that bit in dumbo which i had not thought about until i had pulled that article up and then kind of like remembered because uh, I haven't seen Dumbo in, in years and years and years. Um, but yeah, like I never realized that was in relation to booze specifically. Or the part in Dumbo I don't think actually is. Uh, I was muted there. Um, I think it's just like a coincidence. Mm. But yeah, that, that was... But then like, also I had always or at least for like a very long time knew that there's a snake in my boot is a booze thing. And that was something that you did not know. Nope. I didn't. So, so we had this very long learning experience between the two of us about drunken slang. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting the history of Ollie Oop. And so apparently uh, the Ollie Oop is also a reverse power bomb, which is usually what they call it now. 31 years old. I'm learning something new every day. Mm-hmm. Well, great. The move is they pass the ball high and then somebody else dunks it. Yep. That's it. One team fucks it up, but the other team nails it. Yeah. And then the teams go their own way and they, they each get a pep talk uh, from their coach. And then the coaches, they meet in the middle and they do a sick handshake and they exchange coach energy between each other. Uh, I really like the coach with the glasses. There's one yes. part where the other coach is talking about him, and it just cuts to him like turning around, and his glasses shine. He's like, "Somebody's talking about me." Yeah, I liked the bit where the coach sat them all down and said, "I want you to close your eyes," 
and remember back to all of our training. And then, like, you start hearing, like, basketball sounds, and these guys just start, like, sweating and shivering. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, like, this would be a really good place if you just, like, overlaid, like, very opaque, but you had, like, the footage of Coach Knight just throwing the chair into the <laughs> middle of the court. Bobby! <laughs> the reactions afterwards is everyone just kind of pops out of it like they just had a fever dream. They're just like, oh, God! Yeah. That was scary! Yeah, PTSD from basketball training. It's a real issue. <laughs> And the coach is just like, oh, sorry I did that to all of you. I was much nicer to the other teams I had. Uh, good old local boy, Bobby Knight. For me, anyway. <laughs> What's uh, Bobby Knight doing now? Dying. I hope. I think he's dead. Well, bury me with my chair, <laughs> said Bobby Knight on his deathbed. Unlockable Bobby Knight in Sunset Riders. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah, uh, they, they they do some stuff. I like how this has a segment that's like uh, the bit in Casino Royale with Felix, uh, where he's just like, "Oh, see, he has uh, a royal flush, and so that means the uh, other one has to get a whatever it was to beat him." Yeah. Except here, it it's like this is this is what the point guard does. He calls the plays out, out on the court. He's a field field coach. Yeah. Well, because we had that one lady who's just like, hey, what's a point guard? Yeah. Yes. And then, like, after she gets the explanation of what a point guard is, she starts, like, of her own volition a little bit later going like, ah, that's what makes him a perfect point guard. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, because he, like, he can pass, he can move, he can yeah. recognize when things are, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It was explained to her once, and now suddenly, like, she's an expert, and also she's, like, in love with the guy. Because well, so her it, eyes become hearts. It, it's very strange watching this, because once it is turned into anime form, I am interested in basketball and basketball happenings. <laughs> and I think that's mostly just because it's like, oh, you don't have to watch the actual boring form. It's just like, this is it condensed down into the rawest materials. It's just like, here, you just get to see guys doing sick passes and dunks all the time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, they got the one pass where it just, like, shoots through a bunch of bodies. Yeah. Like, threads the needle. Yeah. looks really cool. Like, the, the, the stuff where this actually starts popping off and becoming an actual basketball game is, uh, much like the previous episode of this we watched, it looks really good. The animation in this is terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, in a way that makes me really angry about, like, the current state of anime... Like, you still get stuff that looks good, like your One Punch Mans and your JoJo's Bizarre Adventures is, is... But there's just nothing out there anymore like Slam Dunk. Like, Slam Dunk, even for its moment in time, looks really good. And just a lot of stuff about it. I, I appreciate that even though it's from the 90s, uh, the soundtrack is super 80s. Like, everything about it just oh, sounds yeah. like it came from a 1980s inspirational sports movie. There's one part near the end where it sounds like it's starting a Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Just like that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Uh, Was that when they started, like, popping up everybody's names and, like, cutting between them? Because yeah. I remember, like, the like the baseline going to that was really good. Yep. That was it. Uh, but yeah, it, it's... Slam dunks all right by me. Uh, funny thing yeah, about this I, episode, our main characters were not involved. 
<laughs> yeah, not at all. They sat on the sidelines. In fact, they were quite shaken because of the team that is losing by the end of this episode, they were only able to beat by, I think it was like one point in their previous encounter. So seeing them get creamed this bad right. is like disturbing. Is that why you said? I thought they said they only lost to Rionan by one point. Rionan are the ones that are smashing um, uh, Kynon. Hmm. That's what I thought they said. Doesn't matter because we know way, later on they're going to fight. It, yeah. No, the way I took that was the team losing, they just barely lost to, which means this other team is incredible. And so they just don't know like what they're going to do hmm. if they have to go up against them. I would like to mention uh, also Rionan has like some sort of special star player who looks like John Lurie, but Japanese. Like, he's just, like, sort of lazy-eyed and has giant yeah. lips. There's just a lot of cuts over to him just given the dopiest face. Yeah, like, he just does a dunk and then strolls away looking completely bored and listless. Yeah. Like, it, it's ridiculous just because the way the guy looks, but also the seriousness that everybody else treats him with. Like, yeah. that he is an actual... Like, these motherfuckers just saw Frieza. In his yeah. final form. <laughs> yes. And they're terrified. And it just looks like the dopiest motherfucker who has ever existed. Yep. He's got kind of a guile hair going a little bit. It's it's if they just saw Final Form Frieza, but it was like second form cell. Yes. <laughs> like he has the second form cell lips specifically. Hmm. Well, we're not going to see the episode where he gets really big and explodes himself. No, unfortunately. I wish, though. He turns himself into a giant explosive basketball. Oh. I really like one part in this where a guy like tries to do the alley-oop, and instead it just goes in the basket. Like He jumps for it and it misses. And so like, it doesn't yeah. actually matter because he would still get points for it, but he just looks like a goof. I, wouldn't you get more points? Because, like, wasn't that thrown from, like, the uh, free throw line? Like, isn't no, that, like, three so. points or something like that? Uh, no, because he bounces it off the ground. I'm pretty sure it bounces within the three-point. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. I don't understand how. I'm not Jack Nicholson. I don't understand the stupid sport. You're not After watching the this anime, I'm still not going to understand it. I mean, basketball is probably the easiest sport to understand. Within line, uh, yeah. two points. Outside, three. Done. No, no, I actually don't find basketball as boring as you because I think that the back and forth and that happens a lot more quickly than in a lot of other sports, and that makes I, it more interesting. I hate the sounds. Like, the sounds of the sneakers on the court. I mm. absolutely hate it. I don't feel anything about the sounds one way or the other. Well, fine. Look at you, Mr. Neutral. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not like baseball where, like, it just takes forever to get through a single inning in that game. That when, like, someone actually does well, the game takes longer in baseball. Yeah. Um, And it's not like football where there is just so much starting and stopping. Uh -huh. And the actual amount of action in football is so much more short-lived to everyone standing around figuring out what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you hockey, want a real sport, I think is... uh, just watch cricket. Now that's a sport. Oh, you bloody ripper. Oh, it's me, Don Bradman. Here to tell you all Welcome about cricket. The game. <laughs> do, you, do you know yeah. like the history of Don Bradman, though? 
No. I just know that quick look from Giant uh, Bone. Okay, first of all, question. When do you think Don Bradman was active? Like the 40s. Ha ha ha! No. Oh. Hold on, I'm looking He looks up. like he would be from like a, an earlier era of cricket with the way that he was dressed on that screen. Don Bradman was I born... I old thing where it was like... Look, Don Bradman was born in 1908. Oh my. <laughs> he was a cricketer in the 20s. Okay, well, you know what? At least I was going in like the right direction. Yes. Well, no, I mean, I also would have guessed like 40s, 50s, but no, he was like the Babe Ruth of cricket. And here's the thing. He was such an unstoppable beast at cricket that they had to come up with an entire new way of playing just to beat him. <laughs> it's, uh, I'll have to look up what it was called. It's called something like power line or something, but it was literally just a great. technique devised entirely to defeat Don Bradman. That's kind of awesome. It is Don Bradman Man, rules. Maybe cricket's actually great. No. I don't think so. Mm, it's actually just, great. But the story of Don Bradman is incredible. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the only other sports I could think of that I'd really be interested in watching would be, like, hockey, because hockey is just savage. Mm hmm. Uh, and, like, I, I don't know. Soccer's one of those things that I think actually might be kind of interesting to watch because it also is just a very active game. But Hockey's I don't know. The American. The American in me just glazes the hell over whenever the word soccer is uttered. Yeah, ho hockey has the distinction of being the only sport where not once but twice somebody has had their throat cut open on live TV. Hell yes. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I know the WWE is not, in the truest sense of the word, a sport, but the physicality involved is still uh, noteworthy. Sports are intense. yeah. way... More interesting than any actual sport. I mean, look, you see Eddie Guerrero that time he bladed too deep on his forehead on accident. That's oh, almost yeah. as much blood as you got from that hockey injury. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the, the face is extremely vascular. Mm. I yeah. mean, hey, I saw that whole Hell in the Cell match with uh, Mankind and The Undertaker. Yeah, classic. And that's... Is a beautiful train wreck. I think it is hilarious how now they are calling Shane McMahon the best in the world, specifically to spite CM Punk. It's <laughs> like, yeah, okay, you're gonna walk out. Guess what? We're gonna give your nickname the best in the world to Shane McMahon. <laughs> Jesus. And um, uh, meanwhile, over the UFC, I guess uh, did Cum Punk did a thing, and uh, the White Ranger wanted to a fighter for a while Ronda Rousey is just Sonya Blade now and Ronda Rousey's not at WWE anymore apparently she just like disappeared mm. by the way Ronda Rousey not a good Sonya Blade nope nope also not a good her person it... I don't actually know anything about her as a person uh, uh, all she's... I know is that her voice acting is not particularly good uh, she's a Sandy Hook truther <sighs> well, you know, you take a lot of hits to the head, Larry. Yeah. Not enough, really, to make that excusable. Just like uh, nope. Eddie Guerrero, or no, not, uh, God, Chris Benoit. Uh, what he did was not excusable because of the brain damage he received. Although what did that he was do? Cer cer 
We got, look, we actually blew through this very quickly. Let's just talk about human travesties for a while. Uh, I'm not really in the mood to talk about multiple murder suicides. <laughs> oh, come on, buddy. Uh, no, maybe next time. Next time we've got Rohan OVA, and uh, I don't know okay. how that what, turned what, out what, last what time. Was this guy's, what was this guy's name again? Forget it. It's All not, right, it's well. not important. Uh, uh, we want to do a roulette for next time. Yeah, I think we kind of have to, because right. there is a, a ninety percent chance that this Rohan OVA is interminable. Yeah, let's hope we get a good one. All right, uh, I really one hope through so. ten, and obviously Slam Dunk is getting removed. So that was sure seven. So if we get seven, we'll re-roll one through ten. Here we go, three. Which is reborn again. Nice. More babies. That's right. More I babies. am not looking forward to next week's episode where we have to watch <laughs> an episode of the Rohan OVA talk about babies and I will have played multiple hours of Kingdom Hearts. This next week's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Let's start an episode 100. There are 203 episodes of reborn. Oh. 100. <laughs> Guys, really hoping for Hunter x Hunter again, but uh, this is what we get. Sentai. By the way, by the way, since I brought up Super Sentai, I learned recently because uh, I don't know what I did. An algorithm was at play somewhere, but a bunch of uh, Lupin Rangers versus Pat Rangers stuff wound up in my YouTube recommendations. Oh sure. Again. I don't know how. I didn't look up anything about it on YouTube specifically. Uh, but then I found out that there is... I started watching videos about it and about like the current state of Super Sentai and how dire it is. And apparently, at least according to one video, there's a huge train culture in Japan. Yeah, And there is a whole Super Sentai show that is just them like train-themed. And they shoot out like CGI train tracks that wrap around the putty men. Great. Yeah. Sounds great. Do you think Starlight Express is really big in Japan? <laughs> Probably. Big Andrew Lloyd Webber fans over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that Train Sentai is not on my list. Mm. Well, hey, we gotta replace... Yeah, like 11 more weeks of this at least. We have how many on the roulette wheel? I don't know. Anyway, uh, mm. 195 is what we got. Reborn. Oh, wow. Oh, so that's pretty close to the end again. Uh, that's uh, past... what, what episode did we do? The last one was 184. Okay. Huh. So we're going to be All seeing right. pretty much the end of Reborn. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a little bit about it at this point because of that one episode, but... I mean, we saw that episode. That does not mean I know anything about it. Absolutely. The guy jumped and he punched the blimp. Mm -hmm. uh, the other guy, he learned, his dad, like his ghost dad showed up, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, ghost dad. And he stole his soul. Uh-huh, sure. Like, he didn't want to fight because he was too cool for that. Mm, yeah. 
Like, I know the kid, the kid really wanted to fight, but the ghost dad did not want to fight. I don't know. It doesn't matter. None of this matters. Yeah. So next time, uh, watch the second episode of the Rohan OVA, which is Mutsukabe Hill. I can tell you, at least from what I've seen, actually, this looks far more interesting than the first one. But uh, just in case anybody's wondering, the same site I used to watch the previous episode, otakustream.tv, uh, does have episode two as well. They've listed the series under Kishibe Rohan wa Ugo Kanai. But if you just search for Rohan, it'll show up. How many uh, Rohan OVAs are there again? Two. Trust me. Just the two. Yeah. Okay. There are... Um, well, that doesn't bode well, because we almost definitely have another special broadcast coming before the end of Part 5. Yeah, uh, there, there are several chapters of it, but they have not been released, like, as... Episodes. I think I think this means that at some point we might just have to do a double roulette, a, a special double or nothing, yeah. double down. That'd be all right. Uh, yeah, we'll think of something. Yeah, we'll, we'll just mostly to. talk about bullshit again. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is this is long ago become the Larry and George talk about inconsequential bullshit podcast. If you're into that, then uh, have we got the show for you coming up after JoJo's run is over. Hey, remember all those 30-year-old video games I've been playing? (laughs) It's almost like that was originally intended to be its own show. And then JoJo kept happening. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, It's fine, at least I got a lot in the back. That's right, and you won't remember any of it. We're going yeah, to have no, to completely is, uh... re-record that first episode about uh, that we did. Oh as a no, test. we we definitely are. We, we are totally redoing that. Good. Uh, all right. I'm I've been George Brundle. You'll continue to be George Brundle until next week when uh, Kingdom Hearts has no, completely sapped your life. There, I I give I give you and the audience no guarantee that I will survive to the end of next week. No, I'm saying until then. You'll continue to be in after that. Who knows? And I've been Larry Davis. This has been Stand and Deliver! Okay, are we done? I'm gonna go pop a piece of toast in the microwave. Come on, Had enough yet? Down by two. I'm catching up. I guess you're getting nervous because you know what he likes. It's like boom! I put it in the hoop.